it is Peps, it's J-Dog, it's round seven of AFL football in the can and that means you've got the podcast with the co-host with the most, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace and yours truly, Christopher Pepper, the 377 game superstar of the East Killer Football Club to talk to you about the greatest game ever. We're not talking about jelly wrestling, we're talking about AFL football. I have to hand it over to the big man because he's looking so much better than he was last week. J-Dog, how are you feeling, big fella? It was a massive round seven, and more importantly, your boys, Port Adelaide, got across to get another big W up there in Cairns. Well, I told you, Peps, that we're going to win the next 16 games on the trot. I mean, it's impossible, but we're going to do it. Hey, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Peps, I've had a good weekend, mate. I've had a good weekend. I did some... Um, I went some gardening. I put some put some uh, lily pillies in the backyard, Peps. Yep. I've been slowly developing the backyard, as you can see behind me. I've been working a little bit. You've got a great pool behind you there. A magnificent yeah. Pool. Very, very, very jealous. Follow uh, your dreams, kids. Yeah. If you aim high, you will fall higher than most people will climb. Don't let people tell you that podcasters make no money. We make we, so much at this at this studio. Look at all the memorabilia that I have purchased without <laughs> my wife's knowledge behind me. That's what happens when your team wins a grand final. You can purchase all of this after pay. Zip. Exactly. It all pays for itself. Exactly. Mortgages. Let the banks pay for this stuff. Exactly. That's what credit's for. Hey, big man, we have got a massive show tonight. Lots of stuff happening on and off the field. We're going around the grounds. We're going to go through the ladders. We're going to spin the magnets. We are going to have a look. The question of the week last week went gangbusters. We've also got our competition winner to announce tonight. We've got uh, a couple of injuries. There's just so much to get through, and we're all going to start with spinning the magnets because that's where we like to kick things off. Actually, no, we're not. We're going to go with the ladder. We're going yeah, to ladder, go ladder. the ladder. We are going with the ladder. All right. Let's <laughs> rock the ladder out. So, J-Dog, <laughs> looking at the round seven ladder, for something different, Melbourne a one game clear on top of the AFL ladder. Fourteen games in a row they've won. Have, who, have you, who have you played this season? You haven't played anyone yet. You guys are worse I, than Port Adelaide. You haven't played no, you, a top eight team yet. You've got a very very good point there, Jamie. We haven't played any top eight teams. That's exactly right. We haven't played. But you can only you guys, play who they put in front. You guys are the new Port Adelaide. You can't have made a top eight team. Uh, no, well, they are top eight. They get to us, we beat them, and we kick them out of the eight. That's how it works. Exactly. But you're right there. If I have a look at the current top eight, we haven't played any of them. That's all all you can go by. Brisbane Lions had a great win against the Swans. Fremantle, both on 24 points. They're the second and third challengers to the title. Amazing win. Amazing win with the Rockers. St. Kilda. They're in the top four, so I'll still give them the Saints. Hey, broke their hoodoo, Peps. I have to talk to you about the Saints. Hey, Port have beaten their hoodoo. We're beating the top eight team. It's only taken two years. How many did Charlie Dixon kick? So many. There you go. Didn't play, you win. (laughs) Swans are in fifth. Carlton are still there. Got to talk about Carlton very, uh, very soon, about one individual from that team who needs to pull his head in. Geelong Cats threw a perfect opportunity away. You've also got Geelong sitting in eighth. Funny enough, Richmond sitting in eighth. Yeah, Collingwood, sorry. Richmond have gone back to their uh, traditional spot of ninth. 
uh, Western Bulldogs climbing up as well as Hawthorne and the Crows. Port and Gold Coast on eight points as well as the GWS Giants. And down the bottom with a tear in our eye, Essendon, North Melbourne and the Wet Toast Eagles on four points and a percentage of 55.3. Jamie, I'm going to ask the question now. How do you see that top eight shifting uh, in the next couple of weeks? Well, I can tell you what. Richmond are on the charge. They've got Koch and Dusty back this week. Um, apparently, according to Jared Waitley, Shy Bolton's game on Friday night was the best he's seen this year. Individual play. <laughs> they played West Coast. They played a Waffle Thirds team. That's oh, Jared Waitley, you make me laugh. Sometimes he just he just comes out with some stuff, and oh, I just don't know. Best um, individual player game by a player this year. Unreal. Yeah, Unreal. Well, that's why, and you know what? That's why they get Let the Let up there, Peps. I'm still talking about it, mate. Sorry. Keep going then, James. All right. So Collingwood. Do I see Collingwood? Probably not. Probably not. I'm going to see them going to drop out. We've got Richmond coming in, Western Bulldogs. Not 100% sure on the Western Bulldogs just yet. There's obviously a little bit going on there. Um, But, yeah, you've now starting to get, I reckon, Western Bulldogs, maybe Richmond might get on a run. I'm not prepared to write them off just yet. Collingwood, mm, Saints, did that throw away four points? Who knows? That's the big argument and a conversation point we're going to talk about today. Carlton is still defying the odds and playing great footy. Geelong, there and about. I don't know, Peps. I still think, I still think that there is some vulnerabilities in that top eight. Oh, I, I like. I reckon Collingwood are, are vulnerable. Geelong are vulnerable. We saw it on the weekend. I still think Carlton are vulnerable, and I think St Kilda could be vulnerable. But I yeah. would say the top three are in. I did say the top six were locked in, but hey, it was one week ago and thing happens. Um, can I just quickly say something too, Jamie? Yeah. Um, our loyal, lots of our loyal listeners, our Lace Outlaws, we love every single one of you. So thank you very much for tuning in once again. First thing, special shout out to the wonderful Tori. Uh, she took myself and the, the amazing mayor to the Melbourne President's Lunch That's on true. the weekend. It was absolutely sensational. I was hoiting and toitying with some of the finest hoity-toity cheese borders you'll ever experience. So I cannot thank her enough for an experience that we will never forget. Kate Roffey, the president, got to have a photo with me and a nice long Dave you would, you would have annoyed the shit out of everyone around you, Peps. That would have been no, the worst no. presence lunch to attend. Well, funny enough, I did actually piss one bloke off because he was taking too many pies during halftime, and I did, hey, yeah, hey, hey, that's enough, that's enough, and I got a bit of a greasy. And then oh. I walked up to him at the end of the day and said, "Look, I apologise, mate. I didn't mean to, you know, upset you uh, because you know it was, it was just, a, you know, just a, you know, didn't mean it. Nothing against it." He goes, well, next time, next time you should, uh, your brain should click into gear before you speak. Ooh. And then I found out yesterday at my son's birthday that that was the actual guy that donated $2.5 million to the Melbourne Football Club to um, help them survive. <laughs> and he was, he was the Victorian distributor of Hankook Tyres. Excellent. So whether I'm hoity-toitying it or lowering it, I can still put my foot in my mouth. Tori, I'm sorry you'll never attend one ever again. 
Exactly. No, no, it was actually quite funny because the wives actually thought it was funny when I said it too. But it was an amazing day and I sat next to his lawyer as well too. So I'll probably get the cease and desist for this podcast coming through very, very shortly. Um, <laughs> righty-o. Was it so, fun? What did you do? Was there celebrities there or was it just like Melbourne oh, people? No, it was just, it was literally everybody from Melbourne. The Hames yep. Paints crew was there. Sponsors left, right and centre. The and you spend all day there? Like, what do you do? What do you do at a president's lunch? Oh, you just sit there, you have lunch, you have free beverages, a three-course meal, you hear a couple of guest speakers throughout, the president speaks to you. It's just an amazing get to go and sit in the comfy padded chairs on level two. It was, mm, Jamie, you'll never experience it. The only time, I, you're going to be, the you're only right. time that you'll be sitting in a, um, a, 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 a padded chair at a Port Adelaide game will be in the dock when your lawyer actually says guilty or not guilty. I'm or at your parole hearing. I'm still waiting for you to invite me to the MCC, Peps. I've been only waiting 10 years for that after you stood me up on Easter. I took you and you beat us and we haven't invited you. And Jeffrey Kennett was there as well too. Jeffrey, in his Hawthorne <laughs> shoe. And Aaron Davey and Rumber. Everybody was there. Titus O'Reilly was there. It was a massive day. But I don't want to talk about me. I want to no. talk about the footy, J-Dog. Okay. I want to talk about the footy. Well, we're right. just trying to live vicariously through you, Peps. No one gets to do this other than you and Tori. I mean, she took uh, she took Joel, uh, I think, last year as well. Yeah, you know, Andy Bridge, great to say Andy. He's pulling out the MCC is rubbish. Why don't we change a couple of those letters to EFC for Essendon Football Club? Ah, uh, rubbish. Okay. Oh, it's all coming out. Tom's coming out. He's t- <laughs> you promised him an MCC game. I did, but he lives in Queensland, so when he comes down... You are a fraud, Peps. You are a fraud. Let's get into it. Let's get in and spin some magnets. Um, I want to start with the uh, three votes, if that's okay, J-Dog. Sure. There's so many good things that happened on the weekend. Three votes. All right. And what was that? Three votes. Okay. First and foremost, Josh Kennedy, 700 goals. Round of applause. Come on, everybody. Just put those hands together. Mm -hmm. Absolute superstar. Played 11 games. Uh, a Carlton kicked about the same amount of goals, didn't do anything, went over as part of that Chris Judd deal and has kicked his 700th goal. He's played in a flag. Jamie Wallace, yes. who won that? Chris Judd, Josh Kennedy, Carlton or West Coast? Who won that trade? Looking at it now. You'd probably have to, would have to say West Coast. Premiership. He's still playing. What Judd finished what, four years ago, five years. I ago? know, but Judd Judd bought Judd bought a lot to the Carlton Football Club at that time. I know he bought Busy and, <laughs> and Rebecca Judd. That's about it. Yep. Um, Judd, but he joins what one of one of twenty eight players to reach the seven hundred milestone or something like that. Yep, exactly right. Now, once again, I will throw this stat out. Probably looking at the top twenty AFL goal kickers of all time. Every single one of those is in the AFL Hall of Fame except one. Who is that one that we have been plugging for year after year after year to get his slot up into the Hall of Fame? Uh, Mill Hanna. No, not Mill Hanna. <laughs> <laughs> Mill Hanna. It's not Vinca Toggio either. It is uh, Savaloy. Big Sav Rocker is the only player in the top 20 that have not made the AFL Hall of Fame. And it is a travesty. He went dominated at one best and fairest at uh, Collingwood, did the same over at 
North Melbourne. Leading goal kicker at both clubs. Won a, uh, a Coleman medal as well. This guy should be up there. If Barry Hall can get it, he should be in there. Hey, if Lenny Hayes can make it, he should. <laughs> the big Savaloy should be able to make it as well too. We've been going to Lenny Hayes joke now for about two years. Three hey, seasons, two years on that. The Rolling Stones still play the hits that the people rolled out in the 60s and 50s, all right? Because the people want to hear it, I'm going to keep going on about it as well too. Rightio, upsets. Aren't upsets great for the game? I love a good upset. It's good for the game, not for your footy tipping, especially if you play a joker and you come out with three out of nine. The Giants and the Fremantle Dockers at the Cattery, two cracking games. And I'll tell you what, one was a massively surprising result. And one was a great result for football. So the Giants winning over Adelaide did not see that coming, especially what they've served up over the last few weeks with all the pressure on Leon Cameron, et cetera. Absolutely. And then what Frio did down at the Cattery as well, three-point win, absolute nail-biter, ball terror, cat scratcher, ankle uh, anchor thrower. <laughs> you name it, they did it. They just scraped across the line. And without Tabernar, without Darcy, and without Fife, that is huge. And it was very, very, very nervous watching the last three minutes. Were you? Oh, yeah, because I was thinking, calling, I mean, Geelong are just going to pour out of the bag. They always do this sort of stuff, but they didn't. They lost. No, see, I think the osteoporosis are starting to kick in with that mob, and they just can't finish games off, struggling to finish it off. You know what I mean? I'm not so prepared they, to write them off. They're a good I'm, team. I am writing it off now. Radio. The next one, uh, Brisbane Lions. Would you say that they're the clear number two team outside of Gold Coast? Tommy Roker's on the chat tonight, so I just want to keep him. I'd in. say they're the clear number one team in the AFL. Okay, what makes you say that? The fact that they've beaten people, they've been pushed. Uh, yep, yep. And they've won. You guys awesome. haven't played anyone. I'm going to say they're number one at the moment. Fantastic, James. Until Melbourne play a top four or top five personal. Yeah. Okay. So we won't be playing you. Um, yeah, no, that day was sensational. <laughs> Peps, it's okay. You don't take it personally. No, 10. Uh, 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 big Joe Danaher going down. Sorry, mate. You, big Joe Danaher going down for six weeks is not going to help that mob out. No, no, they won't. And that's that's the thing. I think once they lose a couple, mm. Got no one down forward. Have they? Have they got a big target? McStay is McStay, McStay. going to win it? His boot? No, I don't think so. It's so now you they've seen it two years ago. They saw what happened. Exactly. So they've had a good run with injuries. I would say yes. Hipwood's been out. You haven't seen him all year. Danaher's out now. Two big towers. Someone is going to have to start, uh, get up. Will it be McStay or will he McGo? Find out the next couple of weeks. <laughs> All righty. Um, hey, it was great to see the uh, the doggies back on the winning winning circle, J-Dog. What are you, what are you queuing up, Peps? And it was great to see this <laughs> second win for the season. Have a look at that, Jamie. Get, get happy. Happy! We have the power to win, the power to roll. I did pretty well. It's more than a sport. It's a true Port Adelaide aggression. Hey, it was good to see Paul get another win, mate. I know you're down because you're wanting to uh, tank for a number one draft. You've got to be happy with it, mate. 
Um, well, to beat the Saints up in Cairns, where they've happened to sell their home game, that's pretty funny. Um, and to win it by a point, best yep. point Robbie Gray has ever kicked. Oh, it was the best point he's ever kicked. And you know what? Normally, Robbie doesn't kick points, but that was a point that you would love to have. All right. Yeah. Um, can I just quickly also throw something out? There were two guys that kicked bags, proper bags on the weekend of seven goals. Mm-hmm. One almost turned a game, and one would have to be one of the worst seven-goal performances I've ever seen. <laughs> Buddy almost won a game off his boot old school at the age of 36. Yep. Tom Lynch would have to be the softest seven goals I have ever seen on the weekend. He uh, he's putrid. He is a spud. That is that. That is an example. That is the forwards version of Darcy Parrish's forty-four possessions in the Anzac Day game. Because so they were cheapy over the over the backs, oh, or why do you, why do you say that, Pips? Oh, they were cheap, cheap. It was like the inflation rate. <laughs> they were that's an inflated seven goals if I've ever seen it. They just they, they played against nothing and I just don't I just don't rate him. I watch him and I go, I don't rate him. He, he I don't think he's ever dominated a game off his own boot. Didn't do it at Gold Coast. Hasn't really done it at I think if you took I'll ask you this. If you could either have Lynch or Rewalt at their ages right now, who would you take? As in like a thirty four year old, thirty three year old. You've got the option to pick Jack Rewalt. Or Tom Lynch. You can only have one in your team. Who would you take? Tom Lynch. You've got to be kidding I still me. would. I know no what way. you're saying. I get, I get what you're saying. I get it. Rewalt tackles, chases, pushes harder than ever. Tom Lynch doesn't do any of that. And I don't care. Richmond supporters are going to say, Pepsi, you don't know what you're talking about. I saw it firsthand on the Anzac Eve game. And I watched the other week as well too. So, exactly. All right. So. What was it? Uh, Seven goals. Five behinds or something for Tom Lynch? Oh, well, are you reading out West Coast score? That's how bad it was. <laughs> hey, um, no. Have a quick, yep. Sorry. Whilst Go, we're doing, no. we're talking about goal kicking, the yeah. question is just coming off the chat. Boys, how do you feel about the footy show criticising Petrarca and King's set shots for goal? I have no issue with it. It's true. What they're saying is true. It, it is. It's true. But I would also say it's probably – the ball spinning side of things. But Petrarca's never been a good set shot. And I think King, he throws it around a little bit and there's a big distance from where he drops it to down the bottom where he uh, lets it go. And we are talking about advice from one of the best set shot kickers in the AFL. Yeah, understandably. He's kicked 926, I think he kicked. So I think he, he knows what he's talking about. I think he knows what he's talking about. So I think, you know, if it was coming from um, Bruce Dool then I'd probably have a good hard look. If it came from, uh, from Jamie, <laughs> from Jamie, you wouldn't read into it at all. But when it's coming <laughs> from Lloyd and Nathan Brown, you know, there's got to be some merit in it. Yeah. And you know what? Every Melbourne supporter, when Petrarca's on the boundary with seven blokes hanging off him, we know he's going to kick it. But when he's 30 out straight in front, it's a 50-50 at best. So I have yeah. no wish that one whatsoever. So, But a cracking question there from our great man, Craggy Jones over there in Radelaide on, from the Fortress podcast as well too. What about yourself, big fella? Any um, three voters you want to throw out for this, uh, this round? Um, not three voters. No, not not really. Not really three voters. I've got a couple of ones. That I think you've mentioned. Yeah, you've got you've got the game that I met that's in the uh, the drags. Okay. All right. Okay. 
Time to get out the big boy. Time to get out big Ron. Because we know what we love a bit of Ron. Here we go. Hailey Bloody week as All right, bloody week as piss is some of the stuff that I'm going to go through right now. J-Dog, West Coast, mm-hmm. 109-point loss to the Tigers. Ouch. Yeah. But if you want to throw another layer onto it, yeah. who in the right mind, A, would want to go to West Coast? And they've got no draft currency whatsoever, no trade currency. They are in a world of hurt. I would have to say for the least, at least the next three to five years. Easily. Yeah, they've got aging players and they've got no one coming through. They spent all their draft picks on Tim Kelly to bring him in. Mm-hmm. They've, they've got to do what North have done and what some of the other clubs have done where they've sliced a lot of their older players out. Yep. They've got to drop, blood the kids and get those draft picks because at the Ooh. moment they are in no man's land. Well, Kelly is a, a second or third stringer midfielder. Like, he's not He's not the main banana. At the time he was. He was playing great footy for the catch. Got to remember that. But I do agree. I do agree, though. He's not going to be your number one. So I think they probably paid overs. But it's their own fault because he was in th- three or four drafts before that and they constantly overlooked him. Yeah. And then they brought him back for two first rounders and a player, I think. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think so just need to... They just need to do what the coaches of old used to do, Peps. Just drag a couple of bags of cocaine into the room and then just bring back the mid-2000s Eagles. That's how they need to fix this problem. So the West Coke Eagles are back. Get the trestle table in the middle of the room, rack up a couple, and we're getting West, we're getting West Coast back. Oh, we're back, we're back, we're back. Oh, it doesn't get funnier than that. Hey, J-Dog, can I have another crack at a team? Sure. Then I'm going to have a crack at you. Oh, no. It's selling games, and especially in Cairns. Now, you got to look. I have a very good record of this, okay, mm-hmm. because I barrack for a team that has sold that many games. We can make a full season out of all the games that we've sold. Mm-hmm. And I know we needed the money. We don't need it now, all right? Mm-hmm. But don't sell a game to Cairns. Eight rounds, seven rounds into a season, towards the end of the wet season. Yeah. First and foremost, the quality of the game is going to be poo. Mm-hmm. You don't play it at night because it's going to be dewy and humid. The third thing is the Saints are going to be that fatigued. They are going to be that cooked. They're going to be playing Melbourne on the MCG this weekend. Yeah. Melbourne are a lock. Melbourne are a <laughs> to win this one. Because I know every time Melbourne played up north and came back down, we got absolutely pumped because we just got fatigued halfway through the game. Yeah. They, they, it's going to take them a good four or five days to get over that game because of how taxing it's going to be. And you're mm-hmm. going to find it very similar with your mob as well too. Yeah. So don't sell games to Cairns. If you're going to do it, do it at the start of the season and do it in the daytime, please. Because yeah. nighttime, that ground looked like absolutely sh- – it looked shot. Um, well <laughs> – and when I'm Melbourne sold your Cairns might be a huge breeding ground for talent. Just one yes, time of year. But you just don't play AFL games up in that weather. Look, it's not rocket science. That's why I always say that the grand finals should be played during the day. They're the Twilight. best conditions. Best conditions. Day. Shut up, Jamie. Best conditions. You want the best game in the best conditions at night time. Mate. 
Tommy Roker, I'm sorry, I'm going off at you here. Jared Harbrow, Jack Bowes, Caleb Gray. That's great. They're all from Cairns, but they're not temperatures. They're not six, seven, eight or night. There we go. He understands. Like, He's with you. No, he doesn't get it. He's a no, good he says play it in August. He's no, with you. No, it's just bad. Just play it at the start in of August. round one. No, no one goes to games August is dry one. season. Oh, okay. What? All right. August is dry season. Um, okay. So, Peps, because Melbourne have traditionally been the masters of selling their games up to Northern Territory, but yep. they've always run them. In the dry season, we play them in Alice Springs, where it's a more—it's a better climate. Yep, we're smart. We've learned. We've learned from the forty-eight games that we lost. Well, Peps, it poses a question, and I know it's a question we're going to talk about later. I might just talk. Can we talk about it now. Uh, do, serious, do serious teams going for premiership sell, sell their games anymore? Are you serious if you're selling your games? Uh, the Saints have got the. The Saints have to get the most money outside of the expansion teams from the AFL. It was worth half a million dollars to them. They need the cash. They need the cash. You know what they need? Day dog. They need. Here comes the money. Here we go. This is what happens when they went up to Cairns. (laughs) (laughs) Bing, ding, 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 dollar bills. Ding, dollar bills, dollar bills. You can see. You can see Rui just going ding, ding, Ballarat. You know, exactly dollar bills, dollar bills. Yeah, they've got to sell them, mate. You should, you've got to sell it. They have You've to sell it. They've got to cash. The dogs play in Ballarat, but that's a bit different because they're trying to get. They've got a sponsorship with, with Ballarat, and they're, they're working. And and you they know what? Play Ballarat, all the time. I wouldn't even say Ballarat's an away game, to be honest. It's only fifty minutes down the road, and it's a pretty it's good stadium of, there. Quarter okay. like the Hawks and Hawks and, and Launceston, and they know how to play it. Oh, yeah, so it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a tough one there, right? Um, but I want to have a crack because someone's had a crack yes. at you oh, over no. the way that you treat St Kilda. Direct, yep, I've got some direct feedback. That There's a couple of listeners out there that are not too happy with the way that you talk about Sound Kilda on the podcast. So I'm giving you your um, the ability for you to respond to that accusation there, Jamie. You got yep, to say? sure. Uh, what, what's the feedback? Oh, they just don't like the way that you talk about St Kilda. That's fine. Feedback is getting ducked. It's my podcast. Talk about how I want to talk about them. <laughs> Don't worry. I got the same feedback from somebody else about the way I talk about the Western Bulldogs. Um, St. Kilda. I've got no issue with St. Kilda. No issue. I like St. Kilda. I think that they're sort of like the, the little train that, that they could but never do. They it's, only 63, it's only 63 years in the making of since the premiership. Never. Yeah, but they haven't got any money. So it, it runs out of – They've, they've got, got go money. To- if they can afford cocaine, midgets and – Schoolgirls, they've got money. <laughs> I don't care. Somebody on fire. Don't worry. Somebody was upset about the way that I spoke about the Western Bulldogs, oh. and they 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 called Mum up, and Mum spoke to me about the way I spoke about the Bulldogs. Listen, listeners, oh, I've I got your Mum's voices. Show. I'm sorry, Dana. I shouldn't have swore. <laughs> I bag every club. I'll bag my own if it's warranted. Okay, the Bulldogs have done nothing this season. They were grand finals last year. They've lost to virtually everybody, okay? That's it. You're no good. I'm sorry. You're no good. <laughs> and St Kilda, we've had a crack at St Kilda over the time because they keep picking up the wrong people. They always get injured and they're always constantly promising to deliver and never do. So they're the Australia post of the AFL. Yeah. So when they start, if you notice, we're calling them St Kilda and not shit Kilda because they're going all right at the moment, okay? Snags Higgins and bloody good old Benny, uh, uh, 
Max King, they could kick straight. He could be probably even higher than <laughs> what we are. Right? So we'll get into that in another moment. Hey, right. um, Gold Coast and Adelaide, just disappointing. They are disappointing football clubs at the moment because they promise so much, especially Gold Coast, and I, I picked them to win on the weekend. Mm. And they let me down. And it's, it's what is it, round seven, Peps? It's the yeah, round I seven let down of Gold Coast, know, though. It's usually round six, so they've gone a little bit further this year. And Adelaide, just after what they've been doing the last few weeks, to come out and lose, and one stage I think it was like 90 plus to 15 against GWS. Oh, That's- give me a stretch, please. I do agree. I do agree. Yeah. So we know that we know that the Suns are now due for their uh, 50, 12 losses in a row. That's going to happen now. Yeah, I know. But stop. Tommy Roker reckons they're still going to make the eight. So, you know, we hope love they do. Tommy. I actually genuinely hope they do. It'd be great, wouldn't it? That would be good. It would be great to see. And if Richmond came ninth, it would even be better. Hey, last <laughs> one. Now, this is – I'm having someone – this is a real big drag, and I'm aiming this at a player. I'm dragging Ooh. this one at Jack Silvani. No. Yes, Jack Silvani. Not Jesus. I'm having, I'm having a crack at Jack Silvani right here. Yes, Jesus. Mate, here's one. Glass houses and stones, mate. You need to just remember where you came from. So if, just a bit of context to this. Uh, my man, my Superman, he wears the number six and all the greatest players ever wore number six. Jason Horn Francis gave him a little bit of a love tap to the uh, Michael Tuts on the weekend and they got into a bit of a scuffle. And yeah. he starts yelling out, your team shit, your team shit. Now, he's saying that to Jason Horn Francis. First and foremost, Jackie boy, the only reason why you're getting a game is because of your surname. And even when we look at that, you're the third best Silvani ever to play the game. You're so far behind your dad and your grandpa, it's not a joke. And here's just a little bit of history. You might want to open up the history books once in a while. Your team in the last five seasons have ended up 13th, 11th, 16th, last, and 16th. Okay, mate, your team is shit. You've done nothing. So before you go bagging a team who's actually trying to have a crack, you've done nothing in your career and your club's done nothing for the last five years. So stones and glass houses do not mix and you are a spud. I like you. No, 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 that's fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that, Peps. You want to crack it at Salvani? Go for it. Um, but not Joe Bailey. She's amazing. Joe Bailey is amazing. <laughs> I love her on the Kenneth Warehouse ads. Um, who else, Peps? Who else should have a crack at? Oh, that's it. You don't have a crack at West Coast at all? You're happy with that? Nah, that, 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 when they have a crack, I'll have a crack. All right, I'll have a crack then. I'll have a crack. All right, go for it. Floating fixture. What a farce. I thought it was supposed to stop these sort of things happening. I thought it was supposed to bring the best games to the time slots. Why is Brisbane and Sydney playing on a 4 p.m. and sit on on Sunday when it's one of the better games of the round and you've got West Coast and the Tigers opening up the receipt, the, the week. Why does that happen for? Oh, I've got no idea. Why man. are the AFL scheduling games in the middle of wet season up in Cairns? Why does that happen? Why isn't that not happening? Why are we putting games on before the AFL game up there to churn the ground up before Saturday night's game between the Saints and Port? Because just when you think the AFL is taking two strides forward, they take three back with stupid decisions like the numbers, the ones that you've just mentioned there, right there. I just, I just don't understand the floating fixture that's okay. supposed to deliver more exciting football for the fans. We're not, not getting it. No, it doesn't matter. But the thing is, Jamie, it doesn't matter what two teams you put on. It depends who turns up. 
as an example, you would have thought Adelaide GWS would have been a good game. Adelaide didn't even turn up. That's true. All right, so it doesn't matter what the, the fixture says, the teams themselves, if they're poo and they're not turning up, it doesn't matter what happens on the game day. Okay. Yep. A great question from Craig, actually. What is it? Uh, so no curtain raises anymore, Jamie. No, I like curtain raises. I want curtain Just raises. Just time place. Cairns is not an AFL smash ground every week. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Exactly the MCG right. can handle that kind more, of stuff. If you want more people to come to games, put curtain raises. Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. Could you imagine if they had a league where mm-hmm. if there were players who weren't <laughs> playing in the main 22 <laughs> played the game before and you could watch them and you could see, oh, maybe he's – He's playing pretty well. Maybe he'll get a game in the ones next week. That's a pretty radical idea. Crazy idea. Maybe Crazy. we go with that. Maybe, maybe it was even maybe it was even tried twenty years ago and previous. Oh, Jamie, I, no, no, that's a, you wouldn't be right. You wouldn't be right. You wouldn't be right. So hey. get to the game before the actual AFL game. Enjoy a day at the football with your family instead of just going for the two and a half three hours. Yep. Hey, that was, yes. Can I throw one out to you as well, too? This has come all the way from the US of A. Our mm-hmm. awesome yank on the footy, Craigie the Love Muscle Wessels. Mm-hmm. The Cats being compelled to play home games at the MCG. Is that the same as selling their home games? Hmm. Well, I don't know if they're the ones who are making the decision to play at the G. Now, if we're talking about, as an example, like an Easter Monday, they know that they're going to get 60 grand, 65 grand potentially to that game, especially if Hawthorne are playing okay. They're not going to get that down at Cardinia Park, GMHBA, Metricom, whatever can't building company, it, right? You can't fit it in. So the only thing that they're selling, because they're still making a lot of money off it, but not as much as they'd be making down at GMHBA. So they're probably selling the ground because they know that their ground is quite unique. So I don't think they're selling for money, but what they're going to be selling is the uniqueness of the size of their ground, which a lot of teams struggle to play on. Yet when you go to the G, other clubs play on that a lot more. They're able to shift and adapt to that ground size. So I think that that's what they would be more selling, not from a financial standpoint, but from a... um, CIFR. We want more people to fit the ground. Exactly right. Exactly. And you know what? It's better because I don't like going down to Geelong. Also 60 bucks a ticket just for general admin opposed to like exactly. 20 at the MC. And the best thing to ever come out of Geelong is the Geelong Highway. But, and me. Oh, you're- Now that I live here. Yeah, you're a hoity-toity now. But it's this. a really good question. <laughs> I don't think they're selling a game from a financial, but from definitely- it could This is scheduling. A, yeah. Put a dampener on their chances to win. All right, J-Dog. Um, right, hey, this show has gone off the rails pretty quick. Oh, it has gone off the rails. We've got so much to get through, but you know what it's time for. It's time to go around the grounds with our newsbreaker. We know him as the J-Dog. Jamie Wallace, over to you, great man. All right, so this is picking up a story, Peps, and I think I probably want to get you more involved in this one here than myself. Um, it's around the female umpire abuse that was released yesterday. Um, so I started into the female into female Aussie rules umpires have uncovered a culture of sexual harassment, misogyny, and spectacular abuse that is driving women away from officiating the sport. So um, it's all on the back of an article that was released yesterday where um, a female umpire has given away the um, the job. Um, now, not AFL level, but pretty much working towards that. Um, 
where she had spoken about to the AFL about receiving um, explicit messages for nudes and stuff like that. People on the sideline yelling out, um, what can I say? Mm, if, you, I if you opened I, your eyes, yeah, I don't something, something, something. Uh, yeah, like, something, sort of, something, something. Just it's something that you wouldn't say to your mum, your sister, or your wife. It was pretty, pretty bad. Um, and of course, the bigger issue here is, is the AFL have been forced to act or have to act now. Um, it's sort of been a bit swept under the rug from what the reports are. I don't really, I don't have the dealings of AFL to know what they are, but essentially. Um, work cover said this could we, we could be involved because this is now actually it's someone's workplace and uh, there are laws against this sort of harassment and treatment of someone in their workplace. So the AFL, for all the good work they've been doing with the AFLW, need to step up here because we know there's a 6,000 umpire shortage across the AFL, um, or sorry, Aussie Football Leagues. Um, and if they're really serious about stamping this shit out both for women and men with umpire abuse and all this sort of nonsense they they need to intervene somehow yeah now I, I played football at a local level and i must admit there weren't too many female field umpires when i was running around yeah uh, we had the old boundary umpire and i'd say that there was respect right you'd have you you'd have a bit of a laugh etc but there, I, I would say that there was respect but if my daughter decided to take up umpiring and I heard this stuff was coming from the change rooms that she was in and the facilities that were, they were in, I would be literally blowing my lid. Mm-hmm. I just thought that we've come across as a society that is better than this. And I think what really pisses me off is that we would not have heard a thing about this if this report had not been leaked because the AFL would have done their usual trick and swept it underneath the rug and you may not have heard, you might have got what they wanted you to hear. Yeah. But to hear just like women making up 10.8% of umpires across all levels and 2.6% at AFL when we want to try and get this as much as possible. Um, like you said, sexual harassment, racial abuse. But the AFL have not responded. That is just disgusting. No. Like the AFL want themselves to be the pinnacle of uh, social justice. They're always... We're at the forefront of the uh, of gay rights. We're at the forefront of Indigenous Round. We're at the forefront of Country Round, Anzac Day, etc. But when there's a bad news story, you won't see them getting on the front foot and say, "Hey, this is being done. This is what we've heard, and this is what we're going to do about it." It just gets swept underneath the car- underneath the car- underneath the ra- carpet. Sorry, I can't even say the word, and the- and it just turns on. That is a disgrace. And this is the other thing, Jamie. I don't know if you've been to the footy recently, but all the bullshit about this umpire abuse, et cetera, I can tell you now, there's more coming from the stands because of the way that the player's having to react. There's mm-hmm. more abuse coming from supporters. They're frustrated. They're taking their frustrations out on the umpires. The players themselves, yeah, they throw their arms up. Like, it's a human reaction. You've got to let that out. Otherwise, if you don't let out your reactions, I look at it like a pressure cooker. If you don't let the, the steam out at that pressure cooker and let it actually get down to temperature, what happens to a pressure cooker when there's too much? It blows. And yeah. there's players who are going to blow and snap because they can't get it out. It's an emotional sport. They should be allowed to vent. Yeah, use your actions, but don't don't be derogatory. But for women to be able to, to have to go through that, that is that is bullshit. 
I know a lot yeah. of local leagues, etc. The the change rooms are changing. They're getting segregated rooms, and there's been a lot of money poured into um, retrofit or build new rooms that uh, female umpires can be part of, and also female football teams as well too. So they don't have to share. They've got their own rooms, but that's a disgrace. And if you're doing that, if you're listening to that now, and you've been part of this, you need to have a good hard look at yourself as well too. I've even had to have a crack at my dad a couple of times, Big Trev, and. The way that he talks, not, not talks at the footy, but just a couple of things out on like, Dad, you can't say that, mate. Because he's, he's a little bit old school, et cetera. But I know times have changed, but they're just doing their job. They're just having a crack. And if you think you can do better, pull on the whites or the greens or the blues or whatever colour they're wearing this week and you have a go and see if you can do it. Yeah. Well, this one here, I mean, the AFL, um, they, they can't be, okay, they just can't be everywhere, but they should have come out with something. Because well, they this, can't be because they're over in the US at the moment trying to get streaming right deals. Yeah, but we know. Like, it's, it's obviously there are hundreds of little leagues out there, so they obviously will try and do their best. But this one here, it just it, it happened a while ago. Um, and from the report, from what I understood, that the person in this particular instance where they yelled that across the fence, the umpire, didn't even get a ban from the club, nothing. Um, and that's a pretty poor reaction to that's, it all. That's... that's- but that's, you know, just when we think that we've come so far as a society, <laughs> we're, we're not as far as we think we are. We've got our heads in the sand. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that was just something at this week that was just like, it was just come here yesterday. I was like, that's reading it. I was like, okay, that's just, I, yeah, probably the same as you. I thought, I thought this crap was still stamped out. You're still going to have dickheads out there. There's going to be dickheads everywhere you go in life, um, but I probably expected something a bit stronger from the AFL around it, if not for that one particular instance, um, especially a club band for that person. And, yeah, I think the thing out of it is men, women, whoever it is, whatever you are, whatever you identify as, you should feel safe in your workplaces, and that's essentially what we should be aiming for for anyone. I hear you, brother. I hear you, brother. Um, I don't do this, do this with the last um, last to come out of this, by the way. So stay tuned. We'll be speaking about it a little bit more. Hey, here's a cracker from Tommy Roker. Sexism and racist are systematic in the AFL. Well done for speaking about it. Well, I think, well, don't, you know, well done for us for speaking about it. We just bring up what the news is. But whoever had the the gusto and the guts, real guts, to come out and bring this, into the, bring this up into the uh, public eye, they're the ones who have got the real guts, mate. They're yeah, the ones. Uh, good news story for the Mum Football yeah. Club. This is something cool. Yeah. Oh, oh, Go I, for it. When I heard this. Go no, for it. No, no, okay. So the Melbourne Football Club will be rebranded to the NAM Football Club for the AFL and AFLW Indigenous Rounds. It will mark the first time in the club's history that both the men's and women's team have pulled on the same design for their uh, respective Indigenous Rounds. And also Melbourne will be taking the name of the NAM Football Club or uh, the that round of football as well too. Look, I think Melbourne have got a massive uh, connection with the northern uh, the Northern Territory. They're sponsored by the Northern Territory. They've done a lot of work up there. You can go in. They've actually sponsored to get uh, one of the uh, the grounds virtually redeveloped up there to play footy up there. And yeah, just do a bit of a search for it. And what you see, what they've done with a, a ground in the middle of nowhere, sprinklers, it's, they've just brought it back to life. Beautiful. 
at the President's Lunch on the weekend, Aaron Davey was there. He said he was down for the launch of the Indigenous Round, but he didn't tell us what exactly what it was. Well, this is what it was. He had some of his family there, and it was just we've really embraced it. But this is just actually taking it to the next step as well too. So I'm bloody proud of my club because they've done lots of stupid things over the years, uh, but this is one thing that they're, 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 they're putting themselves and going, it's not just about Melbourne Football Club. We're going to go back to the traditional name of the land that we've we've come from and the, the land that we, we've settled on where the Melbourne Football Club is, and I think that's where the NAM has come from. Now, I have to say this, though. Jumped onto the Facebook channel and saw the uh, the announcement for this mm-hmm. and had a look through some comments. Can I just say, if we think that we're talking about the Neanderthal mentality of people, you should read some of the comments what people wrote, and it is an absolute disgrace that our oh, Melbourne, uh, Melbourne have, have, su- have sucked into the to the uh, the social justice warriors side of things. Or oh, they're just doing it because they're falling into line with everything. Um, what else is it going to be? Is it going to be pension around? Is it going to be white person? Re- I started reading this stuff, and these are from people that I know, and I like I can't say it was pathetic. Yeah, they're trying to recognise some of the great players not just playing for Melbourne, but for up in the Northern Territory. And without them, we wouldn't have a game. You think about mm. it. And for them people to say things like that, it was putrid. I even had a crack at one of them and said, well, before you start having a crack at my club, maybe have a look at your own who's won one game for the season. <laughs> yeah. And it, there's just no place for it. And it makes me ashamed to actually say that I know people who still have that mentality. Like, wow. putting your head- and we're not talking about young people either. We've been people have been around the block a few times. It's just, it's, it's putrid. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just, and I'm getting a few things on the chat like, you know, come on and whatever. No, 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 no. The club are trying to do something to strengthen the, the links to the community. They're trying something different to really embrace the Indigenous round. And then for the people to poo-poo that, it's not good enough. It is only yeah. one game. Exactly. It's only one game. Sorry, uh, Rubo, I thought you were having a crack at me. It is only one game and it's the Indigenous round. I think it is – I think it's a, a massive pat on the back to the club for doing that. Yeah. And Nam, yeah, is the uh, – for the wrong um, people, the name for Melbourne. So, and, and they've, Tommy, consulted, Tommy they've consulted the people. Tommy Roker's got this perfectly. We know, all, we know who they vote for too. You know what, Tommy? I don't even think they vote because they probably couldn't even read. That's how <laughs> – Look, Ridiculous. the way our peps, but the way with all social media, it's always going to be the 0.5 percenters are on there talking about their absolute rubbish. I, I, I think that it's wonderful. It's one round only. Don't get upset about it. Actually, look it up. What it actually means, um, uh, and understand that it's actually all to do with the indigenous um, communities and and the Wurrung people of Melbourne, which is just their name for Melbourne. But it's still Melbourne Football Club. It's just in the Wurrung language. Like it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> But I will laugh. I will laugh at a few things, though. So one of the <laughs> one of the great comments that came through a few times was, "Now, if 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 Nam wins, does that mean Melbourne don't get the points?" That's true. It's true, Melbourne. Okay. So we, if we win, but if we lost, we don't take the loss either. That's basically. Uh, yeah, we'll just spr- we'll just sprinkle those four points down the ladder a little bit. Mate, I, I am proud. I'm proud to be Melbourne, Tory. You're proud to be Melbourne. Everybody's proud to be Mormon. Eh, Mormon. Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> And my great man here, Julio Jules, he knows who he is. It's just all about respect. Exactly right. And for you to get it, you've got to give it. 
And Peps, I actually yeah. like some of the indigenous jumpers coming through. Hey, they're pretty good. Mate, they're always good. Yeah. The Hawks have got a real good one this year. I love the indigenous and I love the Anzac Day jumpers. I just I yeah. just love everything. Uh, country round, mm, don't get it. Until someone brings out a flannel football jumper, then I'll say they've really taken it to the next level. Um, <laughs> hey, um, can we can we highlight someone who's who's pretty good? Okay. And that's our uh, round seven rising star. And he's Mr. Horny. He's Mr. Jason Horn Francis. Tell him about him, big dog. Oh, my goodness. That's only taken. It's only taken six rounds, eight rounds, seven rounds, whatever in so far. Seven, Holy moly. Seven. Eight, seven. Oh, 18-year-old, arrived at Archer, number one pick in last year's NAB AFL draft. There was massive raps on this kid. It was, it was always, was this the most locked in number one position other than uh, that Jamari Hagen, like is that like yeah, pretty. This oh, is he, pretty he much. Locked. Yeah, he was locked in from the start. Yeah, and he's a cool. beast. He's a beast. I love him. Uh, the midfielder, one of the shining lights, and otherwise a disappointing fifty-point loss to Carlton. Twenty disposals, including ten contested, four clearances, and four inside fifties, um, with four hundred meters gained as well. Now this kid is eight. Years old, and he is ripping apart the Carlton midfield like that. And he's tearing glass houses, Silvani one too, by the way. Rips, he's a Walsh, all I of love that. It. He is the future of North. I just love everything about him. He's built, plays football as it should be. He actually looks like a football, not a pretty boy. And he wears the greatest number ever put on the back of a jumper, number six. Uh, reminds yeah. me, reminds reminds me of a young Pepper when he went through the midfield before he got shifted and siffled out to the forward pocket pretty quick. Uh, uh, a little bit, a little bit, for, a little bit, a little bit more to the left, mate. No, no, there's no fitness. Forward pocket, mate. Uh, bench, chicken back bench. pocket. I was a super sub, but never got on. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hang on. I know we played yes. it a little earlier, but it is. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. We got some dollar bills. We got some contract action. This one happened today. Some cracking eight. So, uh, Jason McInerney, another four years at the Swans. So that's going to take him through uh, to the end of twenty twenty three, four, five, six, which is going to be yep. awesome. He's an absolute uh, belter. Six or seven. I think he had one more year on his contract to go, didn't oh, he? Signed a okay. four year. So he's basically got another five. That's going to look. That's going to lock in the mortgage repayments up there in Sydney. Um, the Eagles, we know, have got their eye on Luke Jackson, but I think they've got their eye on Tim English more, and I don't understand why. But Has Luke Jackson signed? He did last week, didn't he? No, he hasn't signed yet. Oh, nervous. Not nervous. Why contract would you go to West Coast? Contract year, not signed yet. Team that's won a premiership. Just, just waiting to get his second. Um, trembly hands, yeah, trembly hands. There's no trembly hands here. But I will say the interesting one that came out is probably that uh, come out today or yesterday about Ash McGrath. Ash McGrath has decided to hold off his contract talks until the end of the season with the Bombers. Never, never a good sign. Never a good sign. Just ask Leon Cameron. <laughs> Just ask Mark Neal. Just ask Chris Pepper. Peps will talk about it at the end of this week. But. 
Uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to sort of roll out. So he's obviously seen what's happening there at the hangar, and I don't think he wants to park his plane there any longer, and I think he wants to fly somewhere else. You mean, right, Andrew, yeah? you mean Andrew McGrath, yeah? Yeah, Andy McGrath. Sorry, I do say wrong with Andy McGrath, not Ash McGrath. I got that wrong. That's We're right. not talking about the on grass. We're talking, We're talking about, about the Brisbane Lions, Ashley McGrath. We're not going back there. The ha- the hangar highlight reel himself. Yeah, Andy McGrath. All right. Hey, uh, J-Dog. Yes, my friend. Hey, listen, the question was a ripper last week, wasn't it? It went off. It, went uh, it was a big last. one. What was your pet hate was the question. Have you got some responses for us? No, I don't. Just check. Can you give me two seconds? Yeah, I'll give you two seconds. Hey, um, while we were at it, Mm. while we were at it, I have something to let you know, is our competition winner. So if you know over the last couple of weeks, we've been holding a competition to win yourself a brand new straight off the hangar at Rebel 2022 AFL jumper in your own team and size, and I'm now happy to announce the winner. So I know everybody who's listening now is hanging on by the skin of their teeth. Was it me? Was it me? Was it me? Well, if your name is Kai Arnamanesco, you haven't won. But Kai Arnamanesco, you are a winner of a brand new AFL 2022 season jumper. We'll be getting in contact with you very, very shortly. Um, so if you know uh, if you know Kai, congratulations and, and give him a high five. And if you don't know him, um, just write bad things about him because he took a football jumper basically out of your hands. But for everybody who entered, thank you very, very much because it was absolutely sensational, the feedback that we got. Uh, and we're hoping to roll out another one in the next couple of weeks too. So just well done, Kai. Kai, some advice. I wouldn't be going down and grabbing Luke, uh, Luke Jackson's number from Melbourne. Don't go putting your number on any jersey with that just at the moment because you never know where he may end up next year. Um, my, actually, and the other thing is, is that if I want to pick myself up probably in Essendon, uh, North, West Coast, I might save a couple of bucks and just hang out in front of the, near the bins after a game. Might be able to pick up a couple. Might get two for one. Uh, and I'll throw yeah. them as well too. All um, right. Some of our responses, like- Peps. What are some of the responses to the listener question? Go for it, buddy. Yes. So the question was, what was your pet pave, uh, pet pave, pet hate or peeve in? So um, for Tori, it was people spitting in staff kitchen sinks. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's been working with you, J-Dog. That's you. That's, that's a peps move all over. Uh, it's not as bad as Tommy the toilet clogger. Um, all right, so that's gross. That is definitely gross. Another also sniffling instead of blowing your nose. Look, I agree, but there are days on the train and you've just got nothing and you've just got to do it because you can't have snot running down. And if it's hay fever time, I'm sorry, but I'll be sniffing all day. I'll be sniffing more than a midnight. And Peps does sniff. I've sat in a desk next to him. He does. He just sniffs all day. Yep. That's what happens when you get your nose broken because you're putting your body on the line, something Jamie never did. Back pocket. Um, play back pocket. When people don't let you finish talking, and that is from Gay. Gay, I live that life every Tuesday night. <laughs> what does Alira do to you, buddy? I'm sorry that you have to go through that. I'm so sorry. One hour, two hours a week, I deal with that. Um. 
Aaron has wrote, people who wear their team's jumper to a neutral match, i.e. that West Coast supporter at the Frio Carlton game. You really think that, Aaron? No, that's good. People who wear footy jumpers to WrestleMania. No, rate that. Wear footy jumpers. Did you rate that? No, but you don't wear another team. We saw one uh, on the at the Richmond game dressed head to toe in Sydney gear. Yeah, why not? They, they weren't even in the state. Like, <laughs> Celebrate the game. It's not that they turn left or right. They turned up to the wrong state. I like yeah, celebrating the game, but no. Nah, uh, would you even go as one further, J-Dog, when people wear a different band's T-shirt to a concert? Um, when, you, when you wear your Enya T-shirt to a Backstreet Boys concert? Um, no, I've got no issue with that. Yeah, of course. Enya's, Enya's classic. She's she's timeless. Um, are you suggesting we go on some different tees when we go see our concert later on the oh. year? Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to steal Panther, everybody. We can't wait. <laughs> um, all right. Davina, very clever. Upside down eights. Very clever. Yeah, I, and that was, I had to think about that one for a while. Yeah, that's, yeah, she's that's okay. Ripley. That's Love okay. her. She's a superstar. Um, and Rowan Meddings, um, just people. He hates people. Oh, yeah, I know, Ro. Ro Ro's an absolute gun as well, too. Yeah, he doesn't like people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I um, – well done because Pep, uh, Pep's that was all driven off the back of you hate people reverse parking. And literally the next day on the Wednesday morning went to the shops and someone was doing a reverse park and it was like a 17-point reverse park. Thank you very much. Yeah, so the, all the backerinners, I hate you. <laughs> Sorry, but I hate all the backerinners. Uh, give me the What shit. about New South Wales, the town where you've got to, you've got to reverse in on the angle? Oh, that's New South Wales. That explains it all. Hey, um – all right, J-Dog, a couple of things before we wrap up this cracking episode. Uh, listener question for this week. Um, Tip, yeah, you, you've thought of it, I hope. You've got one job for the entire week. Yeah, yeah. Have no, absolutely, questions? absolutely. I have. Um, I'll put it on the chat after this. <laughs> I don't want to go too early with the peps. What, mate, you, it hasn't stopped you before going early. All righty. <laughs> Let's go one week at a time. Games that you're looking forward to this yeah. week. I'll give you a chance to look at the fixture. There's two games that I'm looking forward to this week. First and foremost, Dees versus Saints. Uh, should be an absolute cracker at the G uh, on Mother's Day. Once again, thanks AFL Scheduling for organising that one. So I won't be able to go to that one you, at all. So you're probably going to make a promise to someone and live in the church again. No, the only promise I'll be making to is my beautiful wife if I celebrate her awesomeness of a mother on Mother's you Day. Got a, you got a present for it yet? Not yet, uh, but that's what Ooh. Saturday's for. Um, and <laughs> the Giants and Cats, because I want to see if the Giants can continue their form or if the Cats are going to fall over again away from home because if they drop another one, that's just going to make it just a little bit tougher to keep up in that top four, and we know that they need to make sure that they finish top four as well too. So they're the two games that I've got my eyes at. There's not much to, to look at this week. It's a little bit of top versus bottom, but they're the two that I've, I've got my eyes on. Um, I have got my eyes on the Port and Western Borders game on Friday night just because, yep. obviously, interest. But there is, there's two clubs that are struggling. Um, so that one has got a, get a Friday night game. Again. Point swing on it. Um, and I see that you've seemed to have suckered in the AFL because on the, on Sunday night at 4.40, you've got the Blue Baggers 
playing Adelaide Crows. Now, we all know, everyone who watches footy knows that Melbourne are the specialist at a 4 p.m. Sunday night game. Hey, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. is not a bad time frame. You do that you on Saturday. You do not agree with oh, that. You Sunday. used to what crack the shits. You Sunday, come into Sunday, work Sunday. on a Monday. Oh, footy's on a Sunday, blah, 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 blah. You used to flip it. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about Saturday. Saturday's is better. Saturday's no, is better. You, okay. Melbourne are the Sunday Pies, night specialists. The Tigers. Pies versus the Tigers is coming up. Uh, Swans versus the Suns. Tommy Roker saying the Suns are going to win, win this week. Tommy, tell you what, you're a little bit excited by them. Um, maybe there are a few games out there that are the listeners. Yeah, Hawks Essendon, that'll be a good game. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm goals after what I saw on the weekend. They are the real deal. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be good. Yeah, Richmond Collingwood would be a good game. I'm also looking forward, literally, I actually am genuinely looking forward to the Eston Hawthorne games because I don't know if the, the rivalry is still there, but definitely is a bit of a line in the sand game. That's the that's the famous rivalry there. Um and Melbourne Saints is the first week you play a team in the top eight. But I think you're going to have the measure of St. Kilda this week. Yeah, we've got five people back, so it's going to be going to be good. Hoping for it. Um, you said it was the line in the sand, line in the sand game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think first, and then it'll actually be known as the head in the sand game because <laughs> nothing's going to change with that mob. Hey, listeners, there you go. That's our round seven recap of the greatest game of AFL. This is Lace Out. It's how you want your footy. From the great man, Jamie, the J-Dog, Wallace, thank you very much for all the Lace Outlaws listening to us now on your podcast who's joined us in uh, live on the chat. We love you joining us every single week. We can't do the show without you. We'll be back with Tipped Out. I'll be back uh, again with our tips for this week, so stay tuned for that one. But more importantly, even Craigie Wessels joining us live from the US of A. You're an absolute superstar, my friend. And by the way, do me a favour. If Craig Wessel sends you a face request, a friend request on Facebook, accept it. First of all, he's got a cracking podcast called Yank on the Footy. Facebook shut his account down, which was an absolute travesty. So get onto his podcast. It's an absolute ripper. So that's it. That's our week. I'm just looking at some of these things here. Yep. Peps. I'm liking Tommy Roker. SCG, Suns Cricket Ground. I like that. Clever, clever, clever. Uh, Tori Williams. Yes, beautiful. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yes. And may the D's uh, win again, certainly, certainly. Love it, love it. Carlton, 37 arms, yes. All right, yeah. Redraw, woohoo. All right, so yes, Nicky that's all about Thiel the footy. Nikki Thiel with a great show. Mate, we do it for you guys. Hey, J-Dog, it's another yes. week. Let's wrap this one up, big fella. After everything that we've spoken about, everything that we've done, tell me, how do you want your footy? I want it to lace out. And well done to our competition winner. And well done. And all to all the mothers out there. We love every single one of you, okay? So have a great Mother's Day to my wife, Narelle, and Mom Dana. Love you both. And my mother-in-law, Kath, you're all superstars. And and um, your wife, Valera, I know you. Valera, my mum, my Marita. Have a good yep. one out there to all the mums as well. Let's treat them like princesses and queens because that's exactly what they are. Have a great week, listeners. See you next week. See you, listeners. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Place Out. Head over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And remember, join us every single Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, on our Facebook page with yours truly, Christopher Pepper, and the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, giving you your footy how you want it. Ace out.